Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, Red Stripe, Kyramed and Proven Investments Limited. My name is and welcome to Impacting Jamaica. In this podcast, we will speak with the Reverend Newton Dixon. He's the General Secretary of the Jamaica Council of Churches. He will tell us more about the church's project dubbed Creating Faith-Based Spaces for Healthy Food Patterns. Reverend Dixon, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, Keisha. I appreciate your offer and invitation. Thank you. All right. So, good nutrition is important to stay healthy. What is this new project from the Jamaica Council of Churches? And why is it themed creating faith-based spaces for healthy food patterns? Keisha, if I'm to answer you properly, I have to give a little background and context to what the project is. Let's start with the issue of wellness or maybe more appropriately in this instance on wellness in the Caribbean. The Caribbean has the worst disease profile with regards to non-communicable diseases. In other words, those diseases which we call stroke and diabetes and um, hypertension and so on are those issues that are literally killing us at a faster rate than anywhere else in the Western Hemisphere. We were approached by the Caribbean Institute of, for Health Research in 2020 to highlight this problem but we also had been for several years um, um, uh, been, um, um, promoting what the World Council of Churches regards as health-promoting churches. When we were approached, we thought this was an absolutely perfect alignment between what the Institute was doing and what the church had been doing and wants to do. So we ended up partnering with the Caribbean Institute for Health Research to develop within the faith-based spaces material to promote healthy lifestyles within that context of faith and church spaces using the language of the church. So what we have then is this project called Creating Faith-Based Spaces for Healthy Food Patterns. All right, so this initiative is in partnership with the Caribbean Institute of Health Research and the, and you mentioned the World Council of Churches. So with these two organizations encompassing the Jamaica Council of Churches, what are the main objectives of this project? We believe that one of the risk factors that we have the most control over where NCDs are concerned is the question or the issue of diet. Um, the, the most easily addressed issue 
that can change our disease profile is our making a concerted, deliberate, intentional effort to change how we eat and what we eat. So what we've tried to do is to encourage people in the faith-based spaces to become aware, to be sensitized to the dangers of unhealthy diets and to promote the alternative, which is a diet that supports good health, a diet that will help us to, to keep our blood pressure down naturally. There's a statement that is, is used generally in health circles. Uh, make your food your medicine and your medicine your food. And so the main objective is to reverse the trend of unhealthy lifestyles by introducing and promoting healthy eating patterns and generally healthy lifestyles, which would include exercise and rest and avoiding certain other factors uh, that cause risks, such as smoking and substance abuse. All right, so you just mentioned that, you know, the old adage, make your food your medicine and your medicine your food, and how we eat and what we eat. Now, in terms of the Jamaican context and the current, our current economic climate, I was asking, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, you know, we make our food, our medicine and our medicine our food, and how we eat is what we eat and all of that. In the grand scheme of things and our Jamaican economic climate, how feasible is this for persons to maintain proper nutrition? Right. We have to acknowledge that healthy food in Jamaica is not cheap. Uh, let's just say it as bluntly as we can. It's expensive. Vegetables are expensive and so on. But there are about three things we can say in response to that situation. One is, in a general sense, we must appreciate the fact that the price of good health has very little, um, you, you can't put a value on good health. Um, and one of the problems is we, we, we tend to wait until we have to correct our bad health by expending expensive bills um, at the pharmacy and in the doctor's office when we could have done so probably at much less cost, albeit exp with expensive food, but we could have done so at much less cost if we had in the first place adopted healthy eating patterns. But the second point I want to make is, yes, there are expensive items which are recommended, but there are many, many items in the not Jamaican natural environment that are almost free. Uh, I grew up, in a, grew up in a community where there was a community literally by the name of Mangoro in St. Thomas. Mangoro was the place where mango trees lined the road, literally lined the road. So anywhere between late April or late March all the way up until July, mangoes literally littered the roadside. The same thing with auto-eating apples. The same thing with oranges, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot, there are a lot of food items, especially fruits, that are practically free. We can store them. We can utilize them in, in other ways besides just trying to have them fresh. We can do all kinds of creative things to make sure we have them around for a while. And the third point I'd make, Keisha, 
is this. We must begin to adopt the very, um, the commendable approach to eating healthy by growing it, by growing the food that we eat. And the promotion of backyard gardens, which the Ministry of Agriculture, I think, some months ago returned to, is something we want to promote as well. All of us can do a little gardening because gardening does not necessarily require large tracts of land. A pot or a pan or a tire or some container of that sort can be the location in which you can grow tomatoes and peppers quite easily and, and, and quite abundantly within the context of a household. So, so we, we, we want to ad admit, we have to admit expense, but there are alternatives and there are ways around that issue that we can find food, healthy food, that we can find economically. All right, so you mentioned the promotion of backyard gardening and you know fruits and vegetables that are in season that are abundant, especially um, as you're saying that you're growing up in St. Thomas. Um, part of your theme speaks about faith. So how do you incorporate faith into healthy eating and proper nutrition? That is a very good question. And that brings us now to the, the, the resources which were created in the project for the churches under this creating healthy spaces for faith-based um, organizations. What we did, Keisha, is we collaborated with several of our church leaders to create 10 sermons. We, 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 we chose 10 topics, um, one of which is um, uh, my body is God's temple, another is too much of one thing good for nothing, um, and so on. And from those 10 topics, we created 10 sermons and accompanied with those 10 sermons were accompanying those 10 sermons were 10 Bible studies. And in addition to that, we created information fact sheets relating to the sermons and Bible studies, the issues, the health issues, which would have been covered in the sermons and Bible studies. We created information fact sheets, one pages, that everybody could take along with them to, to sort of reinforce the principles that would have been covered in the Bible study using the science. So basically what we now have are material that are based on our language within the church and our beliefs within the church. And here is a more direct answer to your question. So we believe that based on the biblical testimony, God intends for us to live healthy lives. And God has created and provided for us the food that we need to live that healthy life. We believe that much of what humankind has done is create shortcuts and artificial products that have been substituted for the healthy foods, but have turned out to be very dangerous for health a lot of which are just plain poisons. We eat too much sugar, we eat too much salt, we eat too much starch, we eat too much uh, carbonated beverages, we eat too much 
processed meats and processed foods. And, and when the evidence shows us, the science shows us that much of this artificial food or processed food is dangerous. So we really are sticking to our biblical faith. We are sticking to the biblical mandate for health when we create these resources, when we promote healthy lifestyle. So where we get this from is really our faith. So we are using the language of faith, but we are going back to the fundamentals of our faith and the fundamental source of our faith, the Bible, which promotes healthy eating and healthy lifestyle. So overall, uh, Reverend Dixon, you're saying that God intends for us to live healthy lifestyles. And as a church body, you are doing your part to ensure that not just your congregants, but Jamaicans on a whole, get back to basics, get back to learning how to be healthy and to take care of themselves. Absolutely. We, we, we believe that some of the values that we have incorporated into our culture are, are unhealthy. You know, the fast food mentality. And, you know, the, the thing about fast food, nowadays is that it's not really fast because you you look at the line and you probably would have finished cooking long before you get through being served the fast food but we also are basically saying to jamaicans we have always been a people who've eaten fresh food from the ground we've always this was always part of our part of our value system how we ate whether you lived in country or you lived in the town, because the markets that we that we have in our urban areas were really most of these urban areas developed around the market. This was the place where the people from the town met the people from the country because the food they ate was largely the natural food. Um, we've shifted away from that, and we're pretty much saying to Jamaicans. And we're using the language of faith because that is persuasive and, and, and profound language. We're saying, let's go back to what used to make us live well. Um, let's go back to, to, to healthy lifestyle and healthy living and healthy eating. Let's go back to a situation where you could live to see your third and fourth generation. We are having issues now with people having strokes at age 50 and 40 and as I heard in a seminar yesterday at 25 now these are these are preventable situations these are situations that we can we can avoid these are not automatic and and inevitable we can definitely change the situation by addressing the risk factor of the food we eat all right so let's get back to healthy lifestyles. We are speaking with the Reverend Newton Dixon. He's the General Secretary of the Jamaica Council of Churches. We are taking a break now to hear from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facilities maintenance needs? Visit Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center. 
We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom cleaning and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals, and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpoint Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay, and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-472-125. John John, I know you're in there. I want to know when lights are come back. Pinky this time, Akeisha. Keisha, just like me tell Pinky. Give GPS your number and then we'll send your text with them things here. So you can stop, knock my door. What you mean? DM or call JPS and tell them to add your phone number to your account and you will know everything all the time. You're not for us. Send your current contact information and always be in the know. Visit jpsgo.com for more info. So Reverend Dixon, thank you so much for staying with us on Impact in Jamaica. We are talking about, you know, getting back to basics so we can continue to live to see our fourth, third and fourth generations, as you mentioned earlier. So tell us now, what are the basic principles that constitute a healthy diet? We must look at the, let's start with portions. One of the habits we have in Jamaica is that we think we need to overeat. And one of the topics in the Bible study series, Sermon on Bible study series, is quote unquote, too much of one thing good for nothing. In fact, we actually broke that into two sermons and Bible studies because we have a, 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 a situation where we think a lot of food is good for us. So, so one of the basic considerations has to be the portion but we also have to think about the plate and how we arrange or divide the plate between the food groups and another bad habit we have in jamaica is to concentrate on the starch because we think the more of the starch we have the more we will full belly but the truth is we really should eat far more vegetables so another basic principle is not just the amount we eat, but the, 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 the distribution of the food groups that we eat. And we must have more vegetables and more fruit in our diet. We want to do this because fruits and vegetables provide an incredible um, um, uh, support to our digestive system by way of roughage. We, we avoid colon cancer and those kinds of diseases if we take in enough roughage. We also want to add as much as we can of nuts and grains and beans. We, we, we do have a lot of beans in our diet, but we don't have enough of the nuts and, and not enough of the grains and the cereals. So, so basically, besides portion, we also want to look at what's in our plate. And then we want to promote also how we eat. Um, do we eat as some of us do, snacking continually throughout the day? Or do we work with a, a cycle for eating so our body and our stomach can rest and digest and then go back to activity at a, an appropriate time. So those three principles, I believe, are some of those food-related ideas that we want to promote. 
Right, so you're saying too much of one thing good for nothing. We're packing up our bodies with lots of starches and sugars and fats and not enough fruits and vegetables. All right, so how would you advise people to maintain a healthy lifestyle while ensuring that their dietary and nutrition needs are met? I, I want to start with a fundamental and if I want, could use another big word, philosophical position, which we mentioned earlier in our conversation. I want to suggest to us that there really is no real price for good health. It can't be, you can't pay too much for good health before you get sick. In other words, what I'm trying to say, it's a little inelegant, but even if food is expensive, and we can find it, let's take the alternative that is healthy. Now, having said that, we know that the vast majority of our households have difficulties finding healthy food because of the limitations of their disposable in income. In fact, there was a very disturbing study in 2020 or 2021, I believe, which showed us that some families are opting to do to approach the food resilience problem in two ways. One is to drop one meal altogether, and the other is to remove the protein or some other nutrient from the meal in order to cope with the rising prices and the problems with food accessibility. So having said that, you must buy the right food, even if it's expensive. What we want to say and promote also are the fact that we must look for alternatives. Here's an example, Keisha. Instead of buying a soda, it, it, it could be easier, cheaper, or maybe the same price to buy some pineapple slices and put the pineapple slice in a glass of water. And what you're going to end up with is a nicely flavored drink. Since we, we have this affinity for flavor which is healthy instead of buying the soda which one has too much sugar there are some estimates that the sodas we drink have as much as 17 teaspoons um, of, of, of sugar and by the way the sugar we're talking about here is not the good old dark sugar it is processed white sugar so uh, we can find alternatives we have to develop the mindset we have to be disciplined and we have to stick with it find alternatives that really make a more healthy option instead of just saying you know we can't bother and 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 take what's available because the marketers of the food the unhealthy food are doing an excellent job in presenting the unhealthy food to us they make it they make it very accessible and they make it very cheap and they make it very attractive, um, the labeling and the advertisements and the appeal. But we have to develop the mindset that we need to figure out for ourselves what's healthy for us, not be told by a manufacturer, some of whom don't know our culture and our lifestyle and probably don't care about our health anyway. We need to develop a, a mindset that continuously probes and explores and intentionally seeks for the options that are good for us. Because ultimately, 
we're going to pay the price at the doctor's office and the pharmacy. And if not, maybe even worse. So we might we may pay the price, as you said, even worse. But, you know, you want to say diet by dying, you know. You're not eating healthy. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. These non-communicable diseases, you know, the result is going to be what we don't want to hear. And that is ultimately death. All right. So yes. we're wrapping up now. Uh, how many churches are a part of the Jamaica Council of Churches and what has been the general feedback from your members? The Jamaica Council of Churches is comprised of 11 denominations, which we could generally refer to as the mainline churches. So these are the historical churches that have their roots in the early years of our nation. They, we talk about the Anglican Church, the Roman Catholic Church, the Baptist Church, the Methodist Church, the United Church, Salvation Army, the Ethiopian Orthodox Church, the Religious Society of Friends, also known as the Quakers, the African Methodist Episcopal Church, and the African Methodist Episcopal Zion Church. I think I've covered everybody. I might have missed one or two. These are the churches that are part of the council. Now, as far as the receptivity or acceptance of the project is concerned, I believe the only, the only dismay I could express is that we have not been able to go around as much as we'd have liked because the churches have been extremely receptive in the information and the resources which we have shared. What we've tried to do is to meet with the denominations in their annual meetings to make a broad general appeal and promote the resources. And whenever we have done so, we have been met with tremendous, um, tremendously positive feedback and, and, and great enthusiasm. So, so I think in, in a general sense, most of us church people know <laughs> that the right thing is to eat properly. I think what we have provided them is a little more impetus to do the right thing. And providing them with resources is even more uh, providential in getting them into the mindset and into the habit of eating well. So is there an opening for individuals maybe NGOs or companies to get involved in this initiative? We, we, we really would like to have a, a sort of expo sometime later in the year where we would partner with allied or associated um, entities to, to, to make a really big showing of, of this issue. Um, we're thinking about health organizations, we're thinking about um, other faith-based organizations, we're thinking about the governmental organizations that promote health. So we're thinking that we want to partner with, with some other entities to create um, much more impact because I think, you know, if we come together with those who have the same message or similar message, we could probably do much more than we can um, by ourselves. So yes, we would like to partner with a, a wide array of um, partners who are aligned in their messaging and their 
approach and philosophy towards healthy eating to make a much bigger impact on the national consciousness regarding health. Thank you so much, Reverend Dixon, for joining us today on Impact in Jamaica, and we wish you all the best for this project. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to share this information, and I wish you very well and all the best in your future endeavors. Thank you. Impact in Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited. The Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Kyramed, and Proven Investments Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.